When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by my trusted colleague, Wes Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And welcome back, Weston. Welcome back from Canton, Ohio. You were uh, spending the weekend uh, on assignment, as we like to say, covering Leroy Butler's Hall of Fame induction in that wonderful town of Canton. Give us your thoughts, your impressions. How did, uh, how did the weekend go? What did you think? Well, the weekend was great, but I just have to mention before we get started here, it's amazing to me. This is what I love about the human condition, right? We sat here a week ago. We did Unscripted. Then you and I, like two ping-pongs in the universe, go off and just sort of bounce and do our own thing. I'm covering the Hall of Fame. You're doing Family Night by yourself. Right. And then we just kind of get this gravitational pull back, and once again, it's training camp. And I just, here we are, yeah. I love how that happened. The stuff that I did, the stuff that I wrote, the stuff that you wrote, um, Leroy Butler's Hall of Fame celebration, it was exactly that. It was a celebration. And just as I talked about last week very fervently, just to see him get his moment was really special. Going to the party on Saturday, the teammates that showed up, former head coach Mike Sherman, just a, a, a nice uh, homage uh, to, to everything he accomplished throughout his career. And, and Leroy actually even allowed me to take a picture with the bus too. So it was a pretty neat weekend. I don't know how many times you're ever going to have an opportunity to be able to actually be positioned next to a Hall of Fame bust. And certainly now it has taken its rightful place in Canton. Yeah, I think, I think an, an interesting aspect of this is uh, with, with Gilbert Brown being one of Butler's co-presenters and everything that Leroy has said about Gilbert and then seeing, you know, what Gilbert said in the media about Leroy and then the video, the part of the presentation, everything that was that was put together. I think there, there's maybe a, an appreciation that that didn't exist before, that people just weren't necessarily aware of how close Leroy and Gilbert were, at, not only as teammates, but but as friends. And, you know, you don't think of a, you know, a big defensive lineman and a defensive back who doesn't, you know, they don't play the same position. They didn't spend all that time in meeting rooms together, yeah. you know, as players and whatnot. But these guys have gotten awfully close, and, and Gilbert was truly honored to do what he did for Leroy and Cam. Yeah, they're brothers. And, and, you know, Gilbert even mentioned, I thought he just absolutely hit his presentation out of the park. I thought so too. I thought it was just fantastic. The energies, the storytelling, it's such a small window that they have to 
do it now. But, I mean, I thought he couldn't – a thousand words couldn't have summed up what he did in those two minutes. And, you know, recounting the story about how he's driving and hears that LeBroy's getting in and he stops the car <laughs> and he's shouting, you know, it's time, it's about time. And it's true because this is a guy that – he was quieter when they first – when he first went to Green Bay. Right. His blocker was positioned next to Leroy Butler. And as he said in my feature last week – I mean, everybody and their mother wanted to talk to Leroy Butler back then. So, I mean, trying to get a 360-pound man into his locker, to be, and you know what those old Packer locker rooms look like. Right. It was not easy for life being Gilbert Brown when he was younger. He, he mentioned to me in that story, you know, he ran his mouth too much, but the two became incredibly close friends. To be able to have Leroy, or I should say Gilbert in Genesis, Leroy's wife presenting him, his father-in-law was the one that took, you know, help unveil the bust, uh, just a community affair. And, I got to give a lot of credit to Leroy too. At the party that night, he did like a thirty-minute, like almost like a stand-up routine. It seemed like at times, but it, <laughs> well, it, he was the star of the show. He was. He, des- the star he of the deserved show. every moment. Every and, moment that he got, he uh, he absolutely deserved it. Right. He, he had the jacket on, and he actually the thing I have a lot of respect for him. He brought up every single member of his family, from his children, his six daughters, and and also talking about his his you know nephews and you know, uncles and aunts and, and father-in-law, mother-in-law. It was just he wanted everybody to be a part of it, and he closed by bringing up all the teammates that he had that came to the party, thanking each and one of them and reminding everybody, like he did in his speech, if it wasn't for these guys right here, I'm not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They're the ones on my days where I wasn't the top-notch safety I needed to be. They were the ones that picked me up. I wish Leroy would have probably been a little bit more about himself, to be honest with you, because I think it yeah. sometimes gets understated how good he was as a player. Yeah. But his big message that weekend, going back to what his mother told him, is it's not about you. You're not the headline. It's everybody that helped you. And Butler certainly did that. Yeah, and you and I, were uh, we were texting back and forth at different times throughout the weekend when you were on the trip. And as we talked about on last week's show, like I was in Canton for Favre's enshrinement and for Jerry Kramer's. I wish I could have gone for Charles Woodson's last year, but the COVID restrictions and whatnot um, eliminated that possibility. But um, as somebody who's been there a couple of times, and I know you were excited to go cover Leroy, it, if you work in this league, you cover this league as a as a writer, as a commentator, you have to see Hall of Fame enshrinement weekend at least once. You have to see what it's all about. The gold jacket ceremony, the the actual enshrinement in Tom Benson Stadium, not just watching it on TV, but to be there for it and to feel the energy of that crowd when the different Hall of Famers give their speeches and you and you have the different pockets of the crowd that that are you know very in you know intensely listening and and yelling and screaming and and celebrating their guy you know up there on the stage there's something about there's something about being there for something like that that uh that you that the television broadcast as great a job as they do on ESPN and NFL Network with that the television broadcast can't capture it and and I'm thankful that I've gotten to go a couple times and and now you've gotten to go and we'll see we talked last week about maybe some other possibilities here in the near future maybe one of us gets to go again but it's yeah. uh, it's quite the time it really was and you know just mentioning this too before we move on to back to the current day modern day packers I was chatting with Mark Murphy uh, on our way back to, to Green Bay, and, and one of the things I said to him that really struck me the most was going back to that gold jacket ceremony. It's one thing to see Kurt Warner and Steve Young and guys that, you know, Charles Woodson, guys that are very visible. It was another thing for me seeing the, tr- not, not that these guys aren't, but the other legends of the game that 
aren't as much in the public eye. It was really cool seeing Kelvin Johnson again. Kelvin Johnson isn't out doing all these endorsements. Kelvin Johnson's out living his life right. and kind of reemerges for this. Lawrence Taylor, uh, even Ted Hendricks, you know, the former Packers linebacker, spent that one season with Green Bay, seeing him up there. You know, Fred Veliknikov. I mean, just so many different guys that it's like, yeah. that's what the sport is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Well, while you were in Canton, as you mentioned, I was in the press box at Lambeau Field on Friday night covering the annual family night practice. I'll just I'll I'll share a few observations um, on offense and on defense. On the offensive side of the ball, I thought the two stars of the night were seventh round wide receiver Samari Toure, and then also quarterback Jordan Love. And starting with Toure, he he just he had one of those practices that you know where a guy's presence is being felt in all these different segments of practice kind of start to finish. He had a really nice touchdown grab in the one-on-ones. Then he had um, another another nice, difficult sliding catch, a touchdown grab in the 11-on-11 when they were, you know, close to the goal line. And then he hauled in a bomb from Jordan Love, uh, you know, Jordan Love with Devontae Wyatt right in his face. Love let it go. Toure had gotten behind the defense. He makes the catch and completes it for a 50-plus yard touchdown. For all the talk, and rightfully so, about Romeo Dobbs and what he's doing and all the curiosity about Sammy Watkins and, and where this will go and Al Lazard sort of getting taking hold of that number one receiver job, Samore Toure um, made a little bit of a statement on family and to say, just say, hey, don't forget about me. I know I'm the seventh-round pick, and, and we haven't seen Christian Watson on the field yet, the second-round pick. Um, but Toure showed some playmaking ability, and it's going to be interesting to see now, can he take something like that family night practice under the lights and carry it over into the preseason games, which start Friday night in San Francisco? Yeah, and, and without you know putting down any kind of you know guarantees or qualifiers, uh, I have no reason to believe he can't. This is something that Toure, since he was drafted, he's been making these type of plays. He's been having these type of practices. And that's what has impressed me the most about him and Dobbs is the fact that these guys just don't flash. They sustain. And, and Toure hasn't been as probably as exceptional as Dobbs has been. Dobbs has made some incredible catches for right. a fourth-round or fourth round rookie draft pick. But Toure, the, the statement I keep making, Mike, and I don't want to just continue to be a broken record, but it is really true, is that every play that has been offered to him, every opportunity that has been given, he has made the most of that. He has capitalized on it. He's made a lot of those catches that you expect a guy competing for a roster spot to make. And if you flash this thing back to 2012, where everybody was drooling over DeAndre Burrell and Torrey Gurley, but you had a real set 4-5 up on top, uh, 
I believe Samori Touri would be a big header, bigger headline than, than he's been so far, yeah. just based on yeah. the fact that there are all these other names and all this other uncertainty at that position that people tend to gravitate more towards that. But if, if this was old school football where you maybe have your top three pretty much solidified and those young guys are getting more opportunities to really you know, work with the ones, I think Toure would be a guy that probably would get a little bit more attention. That being said, uh, this is going to be the, the proving ground now. Jordan Love, we know, is going to start on Friday against the San Francisco 49ers. I would imagine he's going to have a young offensive line in front of him. He's yep. going to have young receivers that he's going to be throwing to and probably young guys in the backfield. Uh, this is where you want to see Toure, and I would assume Dobbs will be out there too, really carry over everything they've done over the last five months and put it to an actual in-game setting. Yeah, and the same goes for Jordan Love as he is about to uh, to start the preseason opener Friday night in San Francisco. I thought Love had a really, really good practice um, on family night. Just uh, just a lot of the, the timing and, and uh, um, just the the comfort that he showed in the offense and all that, it really seemed to to come together on Friday night against, you know, even going against the twos, and we'll talk about what this Packers defense has been doing in practice lately in a minute, but even going against the twos, you know, that that's still a pretty decent defensive unit, and I thought he was he was, uh, he was was really performing well. Then on Monday on the practice field, things didn't go as well for Jordan Love. He had some more of those hiccups, and I think, I think with Love, we're just waiting to see now he got those first two preseason games last year under his belt. He got his first regular season start, played the second half against Detroit in that regular season finale. Now he's back with uh, with another off season, another training camp of growth. What sort of what sort of level is Jordan Love going to establish? Right? What is what is what sort of consistency can he establish uh, through these preseason games? I think that's the thing to watch. Nobody. As you said, he's going to have a young offensive line, young playmakers around him, and all of that in these preseason games. Nobody's expecting him to look like a Hall of Famer out there in the preseason. But can he can can he level things out a little bit instead of going through some of these some of these ups and downs that we continue to see in practice? What's going to be his level of play in the competition in those preseason games? That's what we're waiting to see. You're absolutely right. But I also remember going back to 2012 when Graham Harrell probably needed to have a, a really memorable performance in the finale to lock down the number two job. The guy went and completed like 16 of 18 passes for 220 yards or whatever against Kansas City's starting defense in yeah. the first half with all guys that were either going to be on the practice squad or barely on the roster. Th- that's the thing here. You're going to face good defenses, You're going to at least for a couple series. You're going to see some stars out there. And you're going to have young guys around you. How do you rally those guys? As you said, Mike, you did it three times, and it was right on level, consistency, even keel. That's what you're looking from from Jordan Love because we've seen the guy now for two and a half years. He can make the throws. He can stand tall in the pocket. He is fearless. I mean, this guy's not panicking back there. He, he definitely has the right temperament in that regard. It's about making the right decisions in that blink of an eye, that millisecond, Yeah. making sure that you protect the football. That's going to be the big key for love. And honestly, the thing I want to see more than anything else with him, like, let it go. Trust yourself. Play yeah. within the system. Keep up the tempo. Because when Jordan Love plays on tempo, he's a first-round pick. You see it every time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to take care of some sponsor business before we shift gears to the defensive side. Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7. 365. And at Cousin Subs, we have something for everyone, like our Wisconsin cheese curds, mac and cheese, 
golden fries and creamy shakes, all paired with your favorite sub or subinable cousin subs, 50 years of better. Um, family night on the defensive side, I thought two guys that definitely caught my eye were, surprise, surprise, the two first-round picks from Georgia. I thought Quay Walker um, really showed up. Um, just uh, you got to see a little bit of, of that, of sort of that sideline to sideline range that he's got. You see the, the, the speed that he has and he nearly, and this is, you know, the difference between Aaron Rodgers and other quarterbacks, Walker nearly had a deflection, if not an interception of a red zone pass to Mercedes Lewis, but Rodgers was able to just zip it, you know, right past him. And, uh, um, and that's, you know, that's a great, lesson a great learning moment for for a young first round pick like that with Wyatt I mentioned the play where Jordan Love hit the big bomb to Toure um Devontae Wyatt put a spin move on at the line of scrimmage and then was bearing down on Jordan Love right and it's practice he's not going to be able to bury the guy um but you got a chance to see that uh, um the 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 quickness of a 300 pound man it's why Devontae Wyatt was a first-round pick yeah. um, off a defense that had plenty of guys to choose from, right, in the first round. That kind of quickness off the line of scrimmage at 300 pounds, Devontae Wyatt is starting to show it more and more on the practice field. And, again, that's another thing I'm interested to see. What does he look like now in the preseason games? Well, let's be honest about something, Mike. The, the area where Wyatt needs to catch up where he's going to have to, to grow is the run defense aspect, right? Yes. But he does look like a guy in terms of pass nickel, maybe even dime, I think can contribute from day one. In that way, he's bigger, but he reminds me of Mike Daniels, where for Mike, that was his building block, was the fact that he could press the pocket, he could get inside pressure, and then he rounded out the rest of his game from there. Right. That's what I see with Wyatt. Wyatt looks like he has all the traits you want to see. It has been an absolute treat watching him in the one-on-one drills because even if he doesn't quote-unquote win the rep, he's given those guards and centers headaches. <laughs> he just is because yeah. he's just a ball of energy. It's not just bull rushes. It's spin moves from a guy his size. It's being able to, you know, you know maybe even you know swim past guys. He's had a couple of those sacks too. And to do that in short area is very difficult. Like, you see outside linebackers doing that, but when you have all that energy, all those bodies in between, it's difficult to pull those things off. So, again, that story I did right before I left on Kenny Clark talking about, you know, these guys are going to make my life easier, him, T.J. Slayton, Jaron Reed. I have to imagine. Now, I'm sure Brian Gutekunst, everybody's, you know, praying that these guys can all stay healthy, get the bubble right. wrap out. Right. But the I, Joe Barry – you know, Jerry Montgomery have to be salivating behind the scenes here at the thought of what this whole group can do in unison because Dean Lowry has looked really good through the first week of camp. Kenny Clark is doing what Kenny Clark always does. And T.J. Slayton looks like a ball player. Yeah. So to see Wyatt doing that, great. Very quickly moving on uh, to Quay Walker. He's been everything I think we wanted to see from him. I in agree. practice on Monday, we got to see Devondre Campbell batting a pass too. Almost a near interception. Came down, he's putting his hands down. Yeah. Two guys at six foot four with that kind of speed. You talk about Lowry getting the pass deflections. You talk about some of the stuff that happens in the trenches. There are 
rows of hands that these quarterbacks are going to have to throw past this season. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Well, this uh, this Packers defense in general as a whole has, particularly in Monday's practice, which was which was a full pads, lots of 11 on 11, including two minute drills and the whole thing after the players had Saturday off and then more of a, a jog through type practice on Sunday. So they really went at it on Monday. And this Packers defense was given Aaron Rodgers and company a lot of problems. I mean, the, the offense, they, they made some plays here and there, as they always do. But that offense with Aaron Rodgers never found any kind of a rhythm on the practice field uh, like we've seen year after year after year. They didn't find any kind of that rhythm on Monday against this Packers defense. And one guy who absolutely jumped off the chart in terms of what he did in one practice was Jair Alexander. Now, Alexander's take he's taken some reps off here and there, resting his body, some different things, but he was full go all out on Monday on the practice field. And whether you're talking the one-on-ones when he was going up against Romeo Dobbs and Sammy Watkins in the 11-on-11, he handled Al Mazard and Watkins both on deep routes. Um, Jair Alexander really came to play on Monday, and he showed for, for as strong as this Packers cornerback group looks – there is no question who the alpha dog is in that cornerback room because J.R. Alexander showed it on the practice field Monday. There are a handful, less than five, I think, guys that I can think of where I've watched them on the practice field and I've seen them be in a zone where it doesn't matter uh, who the receiver is, who the, what the defense looks like. They are just so in self-belief, immersed in it, that they're going to stop the play. And there was about a two-minute stretch uh, near the end of practice. I was watching team periods, and everyone's just glowing about Jair. I didn't tweet it all during that moment. I just watched him. And whether he's playing off, whether he's jamming, whatever he's doing, it's just so effortless. You know, I've watched for years my cornerbacks that are they're kind of in their own head, and it's not just Green Bay. I'm saying league-wide where, you know, they're trying to make sure the footwork is right. They're trying to make sure that their hands are in the right spot off the line of scrimmage. And Jair Alexander, it just, it, I don't want to make it sound disrespectful, but it's almost like he's on autopilot. And yeah. he's just an impenetrable wall to be able to pass through. Because if you beat him, he's going to catch up. If he's within arm's reach of you, he's going to find his way to the ball in terms of getting his hands on it. And he does it all without really being grabby. Yeah, it's he's he's the total Alexander to me. What I've seen when I when I watch a practice and like he the way he performed on Monday, 
he has an amazing way to combine an intensity to yep. what he's doing with everything looking so natural. Yep. And that's just not normal. I mean, normally, you know, guys crank up the intensity and then you see it's like they're exerting all this extra effort and, and, and everything like that. And Alexander has a way that he can turn up the intensity and still just let his natural athletic ability take over. And that's what makes him a special player. That's what makes him one of the top cornerbacks in this league. And, you know, now he's getting paid like it, of course, too. And it's fun watching him practice again unabated, like you said. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of a hiccup there, whatever you want to call it, with the tightness. But, you know, even last year when he was trying to get back into the groove again, he's, you know, he's not wearing pads for a time. He's only doing individual stuff. Alex, Jair Alexander was going on Monday. Yeah. And, and you hope it can be that way the rest of the way because if he's ready and he's game week one, all those pieces – Everybody that's available to them on the defense, especially that nickel, it starts with 23. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, we're going to call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team, training camp. We've got it all for you on Packers.com leading into Friday night's preseason opener against San Francisco, and we'll have another show previewing that game coming up soon. So for Wes, I am Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.